0: That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you.
1: Today's program was brought to you by Emmy Cheese, specialty cheese from Switzerland made with heart and passion. For more information, visit meusa.com.
2: Welcome to Feast Your Ears. I'm Harry Rosenblum, and I love to talk with people about what they do and how it influences their personal food stories. This is a show about people, life, and food. If you're just tuning in for the first time, all the previous episodes can be found in the archives at heritageradionetwork.org. I'm thankful for listeners like you, and I'd love it if you'd leave me a review wherever you've found this podcast. Today's theme, famous people, am I right? A few weeks ago, I was at the Charleston Wine and Food Festival, and I had the opportunity to sit down with Tiffany Thiessen. You may remember her from such hits as Saved by the Bell and Beverly Hills 90210. Well, she's now a mom, and she's still famous. She has a cookbook and a great Instagram account, and of course is a brand, but she's also a person. We sat down and talked like normal people, although Matt, our engineer here at HRN, said I sounded a little less comfortable than I usually do. I'm going to attribute that to the fact that we were in a hot tent. Not in the studio, and there were lots of people around watching us, but whatever. It was nice to be reminded, because I've experienced this many times, that fame and fortune don't necessarily make you unapproachable, or hard to talk to, or aloof. While they can, lots of people I know who aren't a household name are all of those things anyway, and they're not famous. I've met rock stars and movie stars before, but never was it me interviewing them as a podcast that others would be listening to. Tiffany's an interesting case of someone who I now see as a peer. I used to love her TV show, and of course, like most hetero boys my age, had a crush on the character she played. Now we both have kids, and we cook with them, we both have cookbooks out, we both have a life. Some of hers is still in the spotlight, and people often reference her acting career, but I encourage you to think about the person, not the celebrity, the next time you meet someone famous. Imagine if for one of the most common conversations you had every day revolved around your signature or a photograph of you for someone else, rather than who you are or what you'd like to order for dinner. She's a class act, and I hope to run into her in the future. And if she wants a selfie with me, we can take one then. Hi, I'm Harry Rosenblum, host of Feast Your Ears here on Heritage Radio, and it is my great pleasure to welcome someone who needs very little introduction. You're I think sweet. most people walking down the street would probably recognize her. Um, Tiffany Thiessen, who's well-known from television, from acting, now has a cookbook uh, and had a cooking show. Thank yeah. you so much for coming with me. Hi,
3: thanks for having me.
2: Yeah, I know you're working with Lucrezet, right?
3: Yeah, I am. I'm here actually having some good old fun uh, awesome. at the Charleston wine and food you know Charleston is one of my favorite food cities.
2: Uh, this is my first time so oh I, is it really? It's been awesome <gasps> so far.
3: Wow and what do you think so far? It's
2: been great I mean yeah. it definitely I have to say uh I don't know maybe I'm just sensitive to it growing up in the north and having parents who are activists mm-hmm. I'm very sensitive to feeling like there's a lot of racial history here yeah oh there is uh, I mean you are absolutely I mean, correct. I we're next to a statue of John Calhoun yeah I know uh, I know, you know I know you in the park and yeah. I feel like I, you know, it's unclear to me if people are paying attention to that, yeah. but you know, but oh, no, I know it's it. definitely. I mean, as a city, it's Well, no, awesome. it's
3: funny because I brought uh, a, a dear friend of mine that we worked together and she had never been here either and she felt the same way. She's like, you know, it's so charming, but on the other side, it's, Got a lot of history that it's kind of crazy not to, you know, not to really kind of feel. But I think that's
2: good. I mean, it draws people here for a reason, I feel like. And you meet people here. And my wife and I were talking about whether or not there's some kind of, like, you know, higher energy that Mm -hmm. draws people to places. Mm -hmm. And that maybe, you know, the world has gotten very populated, so we're spreading out from those places. But historically, people were drawn to places. yeah.
3: My best friend's uh, lives a couple hours outside, and so I've always had a special place for this for the state. So, awesome.
2: Yeah. Well, I was taking a look at some of your recipes, and I have to say, I really, I really appreciate the fact that they're not like gimmicky, and they don't present like hacks. And I, don't, oh. <laughs> I haven't seen like the instant pot show up. Yeah, which I know, no, feel like is no. A thing, no. Right?
3: I mean, not that I don't own an instant pot, but course. I don't generally cook from it a lot. Yeah. Um, you know, I was all—all all of my cooking style comes from the women in my family. So it was my mom and my grandmother and my aunt, and—and and it all came from just how they cooked. You know, I'm, right. I'm not a—I'm not a chef, and I don't claim to be. Yeah. Um, I never went to culinary school. Um, I—I am—I am a home cook, through and through. Yeah. Um, so I, you know, my 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 recipes are very. Um, I, I, on the easier side, they're for right. people like me who yeah, sure. you know like to cook and like to entertain and um, family friendly and and uh, really just about cooking good meals and putting it on the table and yeah. and connecting. But they don't seem
2: to have shortcuts either, and that's something I really appreciate. I cook a lot. Yeah, my wife and I have two kids. Much the same as you and your yeah. husband. Yeah. Uh, ours are nine and five. Yours are eight same, and three. Yeah, so same Yeah. Yeah. So about the apart. same. Yeah. Um, and I, I watched an interview you did a few years ago. Uh, I guess Harper would must have been like six then, mm-hmm. saying that you give her a knife. And when <laughs> I too. tell people that yeah. about my daughter, they they're they like, freak oh my out a little God, bit, right? A yeah, knife.
3: a little um, bit. But I really,
2: you know, I think that's great. So tell me about the first time you yeah. like cooked with her with a knife.
3: Yeah. Was well, she? Um. You know, it's funny. She's uh, fearless. I mean, she really. <laughs> my daughter is fearless. She's she's the girl that has no problem climbing up the highest tree um, and jumping off of it, literally, you know? And I wanna support that. I think, um, I think especially her being a girl, like I, I want her to be that kind of person. So yeah. it, it, it was no different in the kitchen. Um, right. As soon as she said she was ready to wanna try it, I wasn't gonna push her, yeah. um, but as soon as she started vocalizing that she wanted to you know, kind of start cooking more seriously like mommy in the kitchen, then I was very much all about it. You know, Of course, I'm very much there with her every single, I of mean, course. I'm still with her when she uses a knife, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, and she's yeah. actually gotten really good at it. Has she I have cut to herself? say, my, my three-year-old is already starting. He doesn't have a sharp knife, he just has a normal knife, yep. but he's he's got the motion already, and wow. I'm really proud of him. That's amazing.
2: <laughs> Well, yeah. I mean, but they follow their big sisters, course, right? I mean, my son, course. same thing. Like, yeah. he wants to do everything yep. she's doing and wants to be yep. hanging out with her yep. and when she's with us. So it's very similar. Yeah. You know? Yeah. He
3: makes guacamole pretty much on a daily <laughs> basis if I have ripe avocados. That's amazing.
2: <laughs> so, I mean, as someone who grew up in the entertainment industry from a very young age, I mean, you started when you were eight, yeah, right? I was. Do you, like, how do you navigate that with your children, with them? I mean, they show up on your blog, they show up on your Instagram, yeah. and it's very much a part of your persona now. Yeah. do you having like having gone through it or do you have anything that you uh, I guess uh, this isn't about advice but like do you think about what it's like for them to be like adjacent to your spotlight
3: yeah um I don't just because I feel like we live a pretty normal life you know like it's not like I'm pushing them out there of course um it's funny I, I I you know my husband and I were very much uh, the conversation was big for us about like do we show them on social media I imagine Um, and to me I felt like that person like the more you don't and the more you fight it, the more they want it.
2: Oh, interesting. And
3: I always had that theory and my husband felt the same way. So, you know, I don't, I try not to overdo it on social media, yeah. but at the same time, it's not like they don't know what my kids look like. You sure. Know? And, and it's, you guys so, are So it's not a huge, like, oh my gosh, they're out at the grocery <laughs> store. Let's grab them. They know what they look like already, you know, so it's not a huge secret. So I feel okay. like, you know, it kind of dies down the whole, like, you know, the, you know that kind of like craziness of it all, yeah. where I know a lot of celebrities decide not to do that, um, and and to each his own, totally. And I understand why they do it, but I sometimes think that it makes it actually harder. Right. You know? Right.
2: Um, do you bring them on set with you? When you're oh shooting? yeah, my
3: daughter um, is obsessed with my TV show, Alexa and Katie, um, and not because of me, <laughs> because of everybody <laughs> else on the show. <laughs> yeah, she loves those girls so much, and she's a huge fan of the show. So Got it. I mean, most of the time we're shooting. A lot of times when they're in school, um, so it's it's usually like a tape night, or or if it's during the summer, she'll come yeah. by. Yeah.
2: So I used to work in TV. I used to be a gaffer, and I was on the other side of the camera. That's a hard
3: job, man.
2: I mean, you like guys, have, you guys you. have it hard too. I mean, uh, listen, it's, well, it's hard all around. Yeah,
3: I, mean, so I, I mean, it's, it's different, I guess. But yeah. yeah.
2: So my question for you, having been in it a lot longer than I was ever in that business, um, has the food changed? Right, the food world has changed a lot. <laughs> I know. And so I'm curious to know oh. if the food. Like, how is the food different on set?
3: I think it just depends on you know. Uh, the mm-hmm. cat the person you have doing craft service. I see, yeah. And I have to say, I am so so happy with the guy who does our craft service on our show. He's amazing, is a total foodie like I am, so we talk food all day long, um, and so we're really lucky to actually have him. Past shows, I haven't been so lucky, so, yeah. you know, I think it just depends. Yeah, our big yeah.
2: joke was always that after lunch, there'd be a bowl of candy salad on the table. Yeah, pretty much. On the table. Yeah, that's that was, true. Uh, <laughs>
3: that is true. That is pretty, pretty, pretty normal through most craft service. You know, you have to appeal to everybody on the crew, and most crews or, like, 150 to 200 people sometimes. Right. Um, and everybody has a very wide range of uh, needs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
2: absolutely. So, I am curious to know there is a restaurant yep. based on a show that you were famous yes. for, <laughs> and it is the set of the restaurant. Right. Have you been to I Save by the Max? Okay. I have not
3: been. I have not been. I pick my restaurants um, (laughs) solely based on how good the food is, and I heard the food is not so good, so (laughs) I have not placed myself there, no. (laughs) Got it, got it. So
2: I was thinking about this before. Are there any other TV sets, either shows that you've been on or shows that you watch that you think might make a cool restaurant? Might
3: make a cool, hmm, interesting. (sighs) That's hard. I mean, I, I... it's funny. You, you would think that I would watch TV because I'm in the TV world, but I actually don't watch a lot of TV. Yeah. Um, it's hard. And the With TV kids, that it's... I do watch is very more documentary or I'm, I've got, right. you know, like chef's table on or, you know what right, I mean? Right, like right, it's right. that kind of TV for me. Yeah. Um, so it, that's a hard question. Yeah. I mean, you know. I'd be up for a friend's coffee shop, you know, yeah, if, if it sells one. really good coffee. Yeah. But you know, I don't know; it's hard to say. I was thinking, like a deli I was thinking, with Seinfeld. Yeah, like, it's like that too. You know? I was thinking like
2: the Brady Bunch kitchen for like an omakase.
3: Oh uh, yeah, like, I would definitely feel like home. Right? I did watch that show when I was little. Exactly, I mean, yep.
2: that's what I was sort yeah. of like. Yeah, I you know, understand. Thinking, thinking I like about it. about that, um, you know. So we're in Charleston, and you've been yep. here before. Have you ever seen Mandy Bill signs. Murray?
3: Here? Yeah. No, he uh-uh.
2: apparently has a house here and stuff. Oh, really? So I, you know, I had been hoping that I might run into him. Oh,
3: I, I will let him know that here. you're looking for Please him do. the next time I see him.
2: So so that, that's sort of a segue to a question. So I was sitting here and outside the studio. Lots of people obviously come up to you wherever you yeah. go <laughs> and ask for a photograph. Is there anyone that you would stop on the street and ask to take oh a picture Oh, my gosh.
3: With? It's funny. A lot of people think like, oh, what actors, you know, and not that I don't geek out you yeah. know, to a certain degree for certain actors, but I geek out more. For chefs. Yeah. And I geek out probably more for musicians than anything. Sure. I mean, you know what I mean? I think because it's it is different than what I'm what I'm used to seeing every day. Right. So or I shouldn't say that. I mean I I'm definitely in the food world now, but chefs I I guess I'm so enamored
1: by amazing chefs that I geek out a lot with that. Today's program was brought to you by Emmy Cheese, specialty cheese from Switzerland made with heart and passion. Since the early 1900s, Emmy has been a passionate supporter of farmers, cheesemakers, and family tradition. They believe in sustainable agriculture and respect for the people, land, and animals that make their business possible. Remaining dedicated to tradition, they strive to lead the industry in innovation, ensuring they bring you only the highest quality, best-tasting cheese from Switzerland. Emmy is best known for importing more than 80% of Swiss Gruyere into the United States, but that's not to overshadow their other specialty cheeses, including Cotbalt Cave-Age cheeses, Appenzeller, Tete de Moine, and traditional Emmentaler. For more information, visit emmyusa.com.
2: So her. let's let's talk about your book, Pull Up okay. a Chair. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I love that, like I said before, I love that your recipes are coming from a place where you are cooking them for your family. Very much. In our house, it's very important. We try to sit down and eat dinner as a family. Same every I, single night that's how i grew up yeah me like too. it
3: was at least six days a week yep. you know and 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 there was two reasons one time um my dad you know was working two jobs uh, most of the time so it was the one time that we could actually see my dad because he always left before we you know we got up from school um and you know it was our way of connecting and talking about the day um and as a as a family truly and yeah. we also didn't have a lot of money So, like, going out to eat was not something we did a lot, you know. It was maybe, you know, once or twice a month. Um, so it was it was home cooked meals like all the time. Yeah,
2: I mean, money or not, I think it's important. People need to sort of make a choice of like this oh, is important, right? Agree like, with you. and and it is the time that I get to see my kids, and I also know that as they get older, yeah. right? I mean, I remember my life yeah. in high school. Yeah, I was never home for dinner. Yeah. I you know I was always doing some activity. Yeah, I know. And I keep so I hearing spend the, time with once them the now. kids are
3: getting older, they're gonna stop doing that. I'm like, no, they're not. <laughs> I'm gonna strap them down to their chair.
2: <laughs> so and and your your television show uh, or your your, your television show. That's a dumb thing to say. No, no, no. You have many television shows. Yeah. But I'm, talking about, I'm talking about Dinner at Tiffany's. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, was really based around the idea of throwing a dinner party for Absolutely. people who you knew. Yes. Do you throw a lot of dinner parties I at do. home?
3: I do. It's one of my favorite things to do. I think sometimes because we do spend so much time with our family and I and, and it really is the priority, of course, that I do love to still connect with people that I love being around and, yeah. and having adult time. And I think that is a, always a good balance to always try to have a little bit of that. So I'm being in the I've, you know, been in this business for a long time. I've met some amazing people that I've had you know, the the opportunity to stay friendly with and stay close with. And, you know, when you're working in TV, like you work with them like every day, long hours. Yeah. So you're super close to these people. Yeah. And uh, so it's really fun. I, I always try to have a game night or a nice dinner party with, you know, with the people that I love. So, yeah, the yeah. people
2: I used to work with in TV, we used to half joke that it was like being at war with people. <laughs> I mean, you spend all of this and you get super close it's in true. a way that's like, oh no,
3: sort of it's like, like you get real close. It's true. It's like your second family, really. Yeah. Yeah. Now, your husband, yes. does he cook? He does not, <laughs> but he does great dishes. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, he does great dishes. I still need really to cool teach him thing. a little bit better on how to actually clean my my Le Creuset pots. <laughs> he needs a little work on that, and we're gonna work on that. Um, but he's actually really great about nice, that. Yeah. Nice.
2: So Le Creuset, uh, yeah, you know, great yeah. great cookware. I would used to be in the in the cookware uh, retail business, and so you've we just done really everything, lots. haven't you? I, I mean, I haven't. I mean, what haven't you done? Uh, what have I've have not flown an airplane
3: okay. ever okay. um haven't All been right. to space Okay Got it. Um, All right.
2: So yeah, a few That's
3: things. That's pretty cool. I a done. couple, just a
2: couple. Uh, we right. sell lots of Le Creuset. Great, great yeah. quality. Do you have a specific colorway? that is your well, like, I, you I like do a have
3: color? a ton of the matte cotton, just because mm. it goes well. I've always said that I've liked kitchens that are very neutral, because I feel like the food is the color, and my yeah. you know. But I'm really obsessed with the new fig, and so I do have a couple of those, and it's looking real good in my kitchen. So. <laughs> what size do you use most often oh my gosh um I, I'm a brazer girl we mm. use a lot of that we do the brazier because I do all my pastas in there and stuff too oh. and then I'm a stock pot yeah.
2: kind of girl yeah, three-quart. Yeah. We have a Cobalt yeah. three-quart Dutch oh, oven. Oh, I have the Cobalt, too. That's our, I like, do. number I do. One. Anytime
3: I do Mexican food, I use the Cobalt. Yeah, yeah. I love that yeah. one, yeah.
2: We once we once saved Christmas with Le Creuset. when we first opened our store, my wife and I. Yeah. We had a customer come in, like, three days before Christmas and wanted two matching pots. Oh. Two Cobalt okay. five five five-and-a-half-quart yeah. Dutch ovens, so and yeah. we only had one. And Le Creuset managed to get it to us, and it showed up on Christmas Eve at 5 o'clock and on our way out of town to see our family, we see, dropped it all. See, off.
3: they're just making memories, man. They're just—they're just making it. Yeah, they're awesome. Exactly. I mean, that you know, and Le Creuset does that. Yep. A lot. That's so cool.
2: <laughs> um, anything new, food and cooking wise? In oh the my works? gosh,
3: yeah. I'm actually already starting to um, wrap my head around ideas for the second book, which is crazy to me because doing a book is like birthing a child with four hard corners. Oh god, it is really. Holy crap, Ola! Can and I say I have that a on a podcast? I think I can. Um, <laughs> you can. But uh, but it was also extremely rewarding. So um, yeah. So we're talking book number two, which awesome. is nuts. Yeah, that's great. And then uh, I have some pre-development stuff that I'm for another food show. So wow. But I can't talk about it totally. That's fine. But next it's time, coming next time I interview, we can yeah, we can coming. talk about that yeah. instead. Yeah.
2: Um. So. What about travel? Like, when you come here, like, are your kids with you in Charleston They're not, weekend?
3: actually, because, well, there's wine here, and they don't allow children here. So it would have oh, been, yeah, right. been kind of a tease to be like, hey, I'm going to leave you all day. <laughs> you go hang out. <laughs> so it was better. And they're in school right now. So Daddy's yeah. taking one for the team. Right. He's home with the kids. I go home tomorrow. so Got yeah. It.
2: Yeah. And, I mean, you do travel a lot. I do. Right. Um, when you're traveling, do you have, like, specific restaurants that you go back to, or do you like to eat at new places you've never been I when both, you go to a new city? both, for sure.
3: I'm a definitely a person who likes to return to the places that she loves, and I've done that a lot here, but I've also had quite a few new ones this time around, and I'm always on Eater or whatever, looking for like yeah, the yeah. best places, or just asking chef friends.
2: Where in Charleston? like What do you like here?
3: Um, Melfi's was amazing. That was a new one for me. Um, Chow Bao, which I had not done um, oh, yeah. last time it was closed when I was here, so I was really sad and upset. That was my first when so, we got off and, the plane. And literally, I was like, I, I told every everybody I was with, I was like, we are not going to miss it this time. And it did not disappoint. It was unbelievable. Memorable, for sure.
2: And what about um, in the future? Like, would you ever want to take your kids and live somewhere else?
3: Oh, God, we talk about it all the time. I don't know if it's going to happen. Sure. Um, but, you know, we you know, we love Los Angeles. I mean, my husband's from Houston. Okay. I, I grew up in Long Beach, so yep. yeah, that's, my, that's my world. My family's still there. But we talk about, like, we have dreams of like farm and all that kind of stuff and Pacific Northwest. And so we just kind of try to build a little bit of that in our one acre that we have in Los Angeles. We got chickens. I literally just saw Guinea Higgs hens running around downtown and I I literally posted it and said, hey, husband, hey, can you look at those? Let's see if we can add those to our flock. (laughs) And he already looked into it. So apparently like, okay.
2: their eggs are incredibly hard. The shells.
3: Oh, really? Yeah. The shells
2: are apparently much harder than chickens and they have a larger yolk to really ratio. And, I have friends that have them. do you know
3: that, is there any taste difference? I mean, there's gotta be.
2: Um, I'm trying to, re- I don't remember there being much taste yeah, gonna, difference, but I just I'm remember them being hard this. to open. Oh, interesting. When I visited friends that kept guinea hens. That's
3: super interesting. Huh. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. well I would you, love to have chickens. I know. Chickens are, New York we have city's seven. seven tough. Yeah. New York city's hard. Even though I've seen Brooklyn people do oh, it. I mean they do do it. But uh, we have seven, and uh, it's been really super fun to have with the kids, yeah.
2: That's awesome. Yeah. Well, this has been really, really fun. Oh, thanks for uh, having me. I'm really, me. you know, yeah, happy to pleasure. sit down with you, same, and it's, it's been great. Um, how long are you in town?
3: I literally leave tomorrow. I've been here since Wednesday. Oh, so. I've been here since Wednesday. Oh, yeah. have been doing a lot. Yeah, of... I cannot eat anymore. I need to go home. <laughs> I feel like,
2: I don't know if you feel this way, but I feel like when <laughs> I'm on the My jeans
3: don't fit anymore. I have to go home. <laughs> I, I need to pull. I need to pull kale from my uh, right. from well, my like, from my garden. I can't take any more carbs. But that's, that's
2: exactly it, right? When, yeah. when you're traveling, I was in Chicago before this, and I like finally, like after that, I was just like, I just want vegetables. Yes, I just like I oh, want. Yeah. Like I feel like there's not enough. Yeah. Vegetables yeah. served in restaurants, and I guess it's because people don't find them exciting or whatever. But I love. I vegetables. don't know. I, I, I think. I don't food. know. I feel
3: like California very much has a lot of that. Sure. So because we can, we have those vegetables year round. Usually, that's a good point. So and we grow a lot of stuff at our house, which is so much fun, and that's been really fun with the kids too. So, um, but yeah, I, I, I definitely not that I haven't had vegetables here and some lettuce, but. It's definitely been minimal compared to the other meat and <laughs> yeah, and 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 carbs and bread and all this kind of stuff that I was having before. So right. I got to get home.
2: Well, it sounds like we do have to taste that burger, though. Uh, so, I, I mean, well,
3: I'm not leaving until I taste just, that burger just because sure. uh, my friend from Edmund's Oast told me it's one of the best burgers. So <laughs> I'm I'm listening to him and doing it.
2: Awesome. Well, thank right. you so much, Tiffany, for sitting down and talking. Thank with you me. so much. Yeah. Thanks for listening to Feast Your Ears today. I hope you enjoyed my interview with Tiffany Thiessen from the Charleston Wine and Food Festival. You can find Feast Your Ears as well as all of our other great shows here at network.org on iTunes, Spotify, Pandora, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please take a moment to rate and review the show, and please reach out to me if you have any questions. You can reach me via email, harry at thebrooklynkitchen.com, and you can follow me on Instagram, at thefoodballer. Talk to you next week.